Hello everybody and welcome to today's daily devotional. I'm Rosemary Bruce's wife. Some things have come up and he's unable to share with you today, but I'm here instead. We have been or we are on a journey with God in this Advent season where we are reminded of when Jesus came to the earth, was born for us. But also that's like the first coming, but also we are always preparing ourselves for the second coming. You know, God has really but one desire for us all, that we live with him now and in eternity. His love for us propels him always to reach out. It's really the primary thing on his mind, us. How amazing is that? That the thing that's on his mind is you and me. That's simply amazing. We as humans want to be, you know, thought of by our friends and our family and our loved ones. Well, our God thinks of us always, all the time. You know, he tries to lead us to the point where we will freely place his, our trust in him, that we would choose him. He leaves us always the freedom to reject him. You know, there's no negotiation with God in regards to undermining our personal freedom. He just draws us to himself, presents his love to us and allows us to choose. Who would not want to choose love, perfection, purity, goodness? But many of us do. I know I do at times. But we're on a journey with God. He understands we're on a journey. He understands we are frail. But God has a perfect plan. You know, often though, we feel like that God, um, you know, doesn't listen to us, doesn't hear us, doesn't see our situation. And we pray in faith that God will answer our needs, our wants, our desires, our problems. But, you know, you've got to think he's, he's negotiating or integrating this plan with all of us. He's not just listening to my needs and prayers and wants and desires. He's listening to yours and the next person and the next person and the next person. The person lives over the other side of the world and the person next door. And he brings often all of these into his universal plan. He lifts us up and gives us, tries to give us his perspective. We are only human and we can only see our own individual human perspective. But it's often difficult to see beyond my life, my, my walk on the earth, my relationships, my circumstances. You know, I hear of things on the news, but that's not my life. That's somebody else's life. But our God has the big picture. He has the big perspective. He knows what's happened behind, what's happening now, and he knows what's going to happen into the future. So his plans integrate all of that into the ultimate plan of reaching us all for himself, of inviting us all to come and be with him forever. God's perspective on reality is much wider than ours. God sees it all, every person and every time, all at once. Pope Francis wrote in Rejoice and Be Glad, 
The Father's plan is Christ and ourselves in him. The whole plan is Christ. Christ saving us, giving us eternal life, being the Son of the Father and sending the Holy Spirit because it's God, three persons in one. Let us now look at some of the Christmas story of the birth of Christ in that perspective of not just one person's plan on the earth, but God integrating so many other people's plans, lives in the story. So if we read Matthew chapter 1 verse 18, the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. In another gospel, it actually shares about how the angel comes and shares with her that you have been chosen to be the mother of Christ. Again, free choice. She had to say yes, which she did. This is very much in a nutshell. You know, she's been told you have a baby and it's from the Holy Spirit. And she's come and told Joseph. How would Joseph feel? Oh, my goodness. What? She's slept with somebody? What's going on here? And it states her husband, Joseph, but it confuses you a bit, but they're only engaged. They're they're betrothed. They're not living together yet. But in the Jewish um, religion, they were, when you're betrothed, your husband and wife, even though for a whole year you prepare, you get ready for the marriage. But they are classed as husband and wife. So in many ways, Joseph then, what does it say? He quietly decides to divorce her because he doesn't want to make a spectacle of her. He must love her so much. He must, you know, honour her in who she is. And he was a great, compassionate, wonderful man who wanted to do this for this woman that was going to, was his wife. And what happens? Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, he'd been thinking, he'd been planning, he'd think, you know, this is the best way to go about. So he'd had a plan. But who steps in? An angel of the Lord. Because it wasn't God's plan. God wanted a different plan, even though Joseph thought this is the best thing to do. And just when he had resolved to do this, verse 20, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And later it says, when Joseph awoke from sleep, verse 24, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife and had no marital relations with her until she had born a son and he named him Jesus. Now, when the angel came, he told Mary that you are going to have a son and you are going to name him Jesus. Mary would have shared this with Joseph. And then this dream confirms with Joseph, whoa, this is what God's plan is. So he pushes aside what he thought to do and he takes Mary as his wife. 
in chapter two, you quickly look at and you see where these wise kings who have been following this star come and want to adore the king who's going to be born because they go look at the prophecies, all the, the things that have been passed down in the Jewish religion about this Christ child or this this. They didn't know it was going to be a child, but this Christ who was to come, this Messiah, this Savior. And they follow the star. And they go to see King Herod because they think, oh, well, he must know what's going on. But King Herod wants to know because he wants to kill this king, this Messiah, because he knows about the tradition as well. And what happens then in chapter 2 Firstly, when they um, see the baby in the manger, chapter 2, verse 11. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. They adored him. They glorified him. They opened the treasure chests. They'd already brought treasures for him and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. And the verse 12. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, They left for their own country by another road. Their plan was to go back to Herod and tell Herod where they'd found the baby. But again, an angel stepped in. Where does an angel ever come to you to tell you, don't do that, do this? Maybe it was a person God sent who spoke something and it changed your plans. Maybe there was a door that closed and another door opened as as it's described often. And, you know, you thought you were going to get that job and that that you didn't get it and something else opens and you get that. And it's exactly the plan of God. We have to trust in God's plan. He has the bigger picture. Everything, you keep reading the story, everything is interrelated, intertwined. Because God uses this person and this person and you and me in his big plan. Because he wants to draw all to himself. So I want to encourage you on the journey that we are all on, trust in faith in God's plan, even when it doesn't look good. You know, another angel then tells uh, Joseph, get up, take your wife and your child and leave because Herod's going to kill all the babies. Not the plan they had. Surely not the plan of Mary. She would think, I've got a baby now. I'm going to look after the baby. She's not going to think I'm going to quickly pack up and rush out of the country. Look what happens to so many refugees in different places because there's calamities or wars. It's not always our plan. But trust in God's plan. He has a perfect plan. Trust in him. And he will guide you. He will show you. Pray, petition with thanksgiving and trust in him. For this Christmas, he will bring you peace. Even if you're in unpeaceful circumstances or situations, because it's the peace of God within that he brings. Let us ask God to be with us. Loving Father, We praise you and thank you and adore you that you are on a journey with us, that you are drawing us to yourself, that you haven't forgotten us, that you have a perfect plan for each and every one of us integrated into your master plan. 
We thank you that you have not forgotten us. We thank you that you have included us. And we ask you that we have eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts that are open to follow Christ that is on the journey with us, to follow you. And we ask all of this in the name of Jesus, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a wonderful Christmas. And because I may not see you again and know that God is walking with you.